0: Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise
1: and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Live from the Coppell Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal star's Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This
2: is Early Break with Sip and Jake.
1: Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Steve Sipple out again today with illness. I am Jake Sorensen riding solo on our final show before Christmas on early break. 464 5685. Call or text. As always, watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Again, you want to, you want to chime in with this? Keep me company. It is our final show before Christmas. We will be off Monday as well, back next Tuesday. We hope Sip is back from his. Illness at that point, but if you want to keep him in your you know, thoughts and also tweeted him, at Stephen underscore simple, you know, shoot him a, a we miss you tag, tweet. and uh, Let him know he, uh, it, uh, that he's important and uh, you feel bad for him. But certainly we hope to see him back at some point next week as he gets better over his illness. But again, keep me company, 464-5685. Call or text as always. Lots to get to as we get into the sports world on this Friday. Last night in NFL, this is kind of idle chit chat, I suppose. Uh was was pretty much if we if we didn't know already where the status of Zach Wilson was with the Jets going forward, it was pretty much solidified that he's done there. The New York Jets were hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night football, and Zach Wilson got pulled once again. And this time it's even worse. It wasn't for Mike White, who's out with Mike with broken ribs. It wasn't for Joe Flacco, who's almost 40 years old and barely can throw football anymore. No, in fact, he got pulled for Chris Streveler. And you might say, who the hell is that? And I would say Chris Streveler went to the University of South Dakota. He was a Coyote a couple years ago. Chris Streveler played in the CFL. uh, Then he's bounced around the NFL as a backup or practice squad player for the Cardinals, the Dolphins, uh, other teams among them, and now on the Jets' active roster. He... Zach Wilson got pulled in the third quarter in favor of Chris Strebler, who actually had a nice drive that led them to uh, no points, but they went for it on fourth down deep in Jets' territory and failed. But it, I think, yeah, last night pretty much completely indicated the uh, the official end of the Zach Wilson era. If Mike White cannot play next week because of his rib situation, uh, I don't know what they do. I don't know if you, if you start... Chris Trevler uh, if you try to bring in Joe Flacco, but I, I think we have seen officially as of last night the last of Zach Wilson in New York with the Jets, and that's just another bust pick for a quarterback by the Jets. What else is new? Uh, you know, Things are normal in life when the Jets are failing at the quarterback spot and failing in general, which they have done not out of the playoffs yet, but does not look great for the Jets. Uh let's do a roll call on this Friday. Renewyourauto.com roll call. Uh I'm curious where you guys are tuning in from on these in the on the holiday season. Shoot me your name, where you're tech where you're listing from, and if you want to your age, again, renewyourauto.com roll call, the sponsor of the roll call, who wants wants to remind you that. Uh let's see, what was going to say for the I don't, with, I don't chit-chat, excuse me, uh, RenewYourAuto.com, roll call. To uh, They want you to, to call them today, two locations in Lincoln. RenewYourAuto.com, roll call. It should be a text where you're listening from, what your name is, and if you want to, your age, Four six four five six eight five. But I thought it was funny last night that the Jets go down 19-3 to 3 to the Jags. The Jags, now, both have the same record. They're both 7-8, and 8, but one team is trending up, one, tree, one team is trending backwards, that's the Jets, who are falling out of the playoff picture. Not completely, but uh, does not look good for the Jets as the playoffs are just two weeks away following this weekend's action in the NFL. But we'll get some more NFL as the show goes on. I want to get back to a little bit of what happened on Wednesday on early National Signing Day and some comments by Matt Rule. So, you know, the big concern that Nebraska fans have right now, and it's understandable, I get your concerns about this, but Nebraska fans will tell you pretty much collectively we are concerned about the offensive line and where it's going. We are concerned about the pieces we have, the coach in place there, and who's coming in to play this upcoming season if they don't have any transfers. By the way, we mentioned yesterday that Ajani Cornelius the stud from Rhode Island is indeed going to Oregon, so you're not getting the big guy at tackle that you wanted. Um, but but that's one story itself. But Matt Rule was was pretty optimistic regarding the offensive line. And I want to I want to play this quote that he had regarding the narrative of the offensive line. Because again, right now, if you ask any common Nebraska fan. They would respond by saying, "Hey, the line sucked. The line was very underwhelming. We're concerned about the offensive line and what's next." Matt Rule was asked on Wednesday at the press conference regarding the narrative of the offensive line, and here was his comment uh, on that. Here's Matt Rule from Wednesday. Well, I'll say two, let me
0: say two things. And I'll, I'll, hopefully, you guys know me. I'll, I'll be always really blunt, but always respectful. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of not bought into the narrative that I hear. i here on the team. I hear from everywhere that the offensive line. Is the problem okay? You know, I, I we're going to have a good offensive line next year, and I like the guys that are in that room already. And I just think you have to have a commitment. We have to have an identity in offense of what we're going to do. You know, when you kind of trying to figure out, hey, are we going to throw it team, run it team? What are we? You put those guys in hard positions, and that's why I mean, when Marcus came with me to Carolina. I made him be the assistant or line coach. A lot of guys call plays because they're thinking about the quarterback only, and they're asking offensive linemen to do really hard things. You got to go coach it, and you coach it, it changes your approach, and so. Um, we're going to put those guys in a good position that are here. So I, I'm, I'm going to fight for those guys. I like those guys. You know, we're going to try to, you know, we've tried to bring in some some depth. And I wanted to bring in a great young group that we can develop and watch them grow. And uh, the previous staff, uh, Coach Frost, uh, they, they had done a nice job of identifying. I, I, I like those players. Um, but we also, you know, we're going to continue to just continue to try to look because I I'll never, ever, ever not take a talented offensive or defensive lineman. That's that's what wins games.
1: So a couple things there with Matt Rule again. He, he's not buying the narrative that, hey, this offensive line is bad or it's just bound to be bad with what they have for talent and with the offensive line coach. You know, he, he says that we find pieces, we found pieces wherever we've gone. At the end, he says we don't, we, we'll never pass on a guy that's a good offensive line prospect. Even if we're full in the class, we'll find a way to, to get a player. So this is a guy that understands the trenches. He even said the other day at the press conference that he lets his other coaches do their spots. He is he is uh, you know he specializes with the trenches, offense and defensive line. Matt Rule enjoys those areas. That's where he excels in his expertise as a coach. So at this point, I, I'm going to trust him and say you know I, I, we saw it at the end of the season that the offensive line was not horrid. I mean, it, it really was not terrible against Iowa, who has a good defense. Nebraska was up 24-0 in that football game. Now, a big part of that was Casey Thompson hitting Trey Palmer for a touchdown deep, but Nebraska also moved the ball. Nebraska was able to move the ball. They didn't run the ball well against Iowa, which, again, is against the offensive line, but they got good enough protection against a good defense that had six sacks against Wisconsin, and, and kept Casey mostly clean in that football game. So say what you want about the, the offensive line early on in the season, I'm not going to defend that. It was bad, and that was also the first couple games that Dodd and Royola was coaching them. Uh, and then you had Prohaska, who was probably still not fully healthy at the start of the season. He gets hurt again, so you don't have a guy that you perceive as maybe your best offensive lineman in the post-Cameron Jurgens era. And it makes things difficult. I'm not here to make excuses. I'm really not. I'm with all of you guys that said, hey, the offensive line has problems or it had problems. And yes, I still have plenty of doubts going into 2023 regarding the, uh, the effect of that line and how good they could be. But Matt Rule sat up there on Wednesday, calm, cool, and collected and said, I don't buy the narrative that the O-line's just bound to suck. That's not how we operate. We expect, he says, we expect to have a good offensive line next year. Take that as you will. Here's more from Matt Rule uh, on why did you retain Donovan Royola, your offensive line coach, from Wednesday. Yeah, so so
0: Donovan uh, was trained by Harry Heastand, um, whose brother-in-law, Pat Flaherty, I work for at the Giants as the assistant O-line coach. And so when you get into O-line play, there's like three base philosophies and it's, it's, they're very different. It's like difference difference between driving on the right side and the left side of the road. And, you know, and so I don't want to, they're all great. I don't want to coach people. I don't want to work. I don't want an online coach that's over here because I deeply care about what the offensive line looks like. And we interviewed several candidates and we talked to several guys and to Donovan's credit, we interviewed him. I said, Hey, I'll let you know. He showed up every day to work. He worked. He was you know, he just kept being there you know, half of life is just showing up. And, um, um i kind of liked his vibe and i liked his energy but most importantly to me he had been trained in the same system that i'm trained in and i want us to play that way and so um it was just a natural fit and uh he, he's a great great guy got a chance to meet his wife wonderful family and um we're excited
1: okay so there's matt rule again and why he retained Rayola. so here's the deal i, I for anyone out there with conspiracy theories that the only reason that Matt Rule would retain Donovan Raiola is, is to attain the you know the commitment of Dylan Raiola, I get why you feel that way, and it certainly is a is a plausible thing regarding why you keep Donovan Raiola. But Matt Rule is also here to win football games right away. He wants to win. It's why he's hired to be here is to win football games. I have to believe he talked to other offensive line coaches. And came away thinking that Donovan has a chance to be good. And like we said, I mean, the offensive line improved during the last few weeks of the season. They did, and that was without Prohaska, who was out with injury. That was without, of course, Cam Jurgens. Of course, goes to the NFL. It was a second-round center last year. That's a tough one to replace. And you had some shuffling of different pieces. Also, don't forget, you didn't have your starting left guard the whole year in Nuri Nuwili just because of the suspension. So there's three pieces of an offensive line that was not great the year before when Donovan was not here that you didn't have. And I know you have to work with what you have. I I get that. I'm not denying that, hey, no excuses. Other teams have injuries. Other teams have lost guys to the NFL or transfers. You are right. And I'm not going to push back against that narrative that you have, if that's you. But I'm also not going to say that, hey, Donovan is bound to fail here. And the offensive line is bound to fail here. Matt Rule... I trust that guy. I'm not going to go into this era and, and be completely cynical and pessimistic about the coach and what he's doing. Can I have my doubts? Yes, and I do. I do have my doubts, and I have my doubts about most coaches when they're starting off. But regarding Matt Rule and Donovan Royola, I'm going to trust that Rule did his fair uh, you know, research on him, the interview was thorough, and that the other offensive line coaches, although they might have been good candidates, weren't quite as good as Donovan, who who might have that additional tag of Dylan Raiola possibly with him. And by the way, regarding last night, I I did tease in the show yesterday that Matt Rule tweeted out uh, the night before to expect maybe something at 8 p.m. last night. I was wrong, as usual, on social media. It's basically just a, uh, a... a campaign that they have going right now on on Twitter, Matt Rule, and the hashtag you know is hashtag twenty four hours, isn't without the H twenty four O U um, R S. That's a big push for the recruiting of twenty twenty four, obviously. But that's what the big push was. There was no news last night in that regard. Although it does appear like, from what I'm seeing this morning, that Ben Scott, the offensive lineman and center transfer from Arizona State appears to be heading to Nebraska. Waiting on official news there, but that is from last night. It appears that Ben Scott, the Arizona State transfer, might be making his way to Lincoln, which would help on the offensive line. We will give you f- uh, f- the full situation on that when that becomes official, but that is what it appears to be leaning to. 464-5685, four, four, call or text as always regarding the offensive line. Here is uh, from Kent. Kent says... Jake, I'm not a huge rule supporter. However, this is the correct answer regarding the earlier quote uh, of of uh, not buying the narrative. Of the offensive line stinks. He says you can't throw these guys to the wolves this soon, like we saw Riley do at times. Well, and don't forget that Scott Frost came in here and basically bashed the previous coaching staff, and people liked it because it was it was it was bro talk. It was it was a guy that was a, a legend here that came in after an undefeated season, and he he came in saying. I'm gonna fix this place. This place is a disaster, and I think that was embraced by fans who were beat down in the Riley era. Whereas right now, you're not hearing that kind of stuff from Matt Rule bashing the previous coaching staff. So I I think you can appreciate hey there's there's a, a certain level of maturity there from Matt Rule and and a guy that has been there. He's he's not new to this. He's been there. He's done that. He knows how to handle himself in the media and talking about previous regimes. Uh, Texture says this, Good for rule. The line is still young. The line has heard nothing but negativity for the whole season. Blamed for losses. Maybe some positivity in another year with these guys will turn the line around. Positive reinforcements might make a big difference. Tough to be good when you hear you are terrible every week. That's from Doug and Lincoln. Doug, that's what I'm saying here. I agree with you. When you constantly hear through the media or just even the fans in the game, you can hear the murmuring about you and your performance. It gets in your head. Now there's a lot of great players of their all time all time legends and winners that have heard the murmurs, but you know what? The great ones can block them out. But this line's not great yet. They they haven't gotten to that level. They can just block it out knowing that they are great, you know, not to, to doubt themselves in a time where they might be playing very good, they don't have that luxury of knowing that they're good. So they can't just block out the noise. They hear it. So yes, positive reinforcement from a new head coach who can, you know, who can certainly promote the uh the offensive line coach from last year to be retained goes a long ways. Goes a long ways. Regarding more from Matt Rule on players standing up for Donovan Royola, here's Matt Rule from Wednesday. And I want to add something about Donovan,
0: if I may, because I think he needs needs to be said. I've never, ever in my life Asked all the players at their position about their coach and had not had one guy say that they don't love him. And uh, even, even a young man that went into the portal that I've known since he was, uh, I recruited him at Baylor said to me, Coach, I'll stand on the table for that man. So that meant a lot to me that it's coming from the players. Even a guy that's leaving is saying, I believe in him. So, but uh, I think just great guys and people that you want to send your kids to play for.
1: All right, so 4645685, let's regroup listeners. Let's have a moment here regarding our belief and Donovan Royola and the offensive line. You are allowed to have your own thoughts. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Number one, how much do you trust Matt Rule? How much do you, the listener, the fan, the Nebraska football diehard, how much do you right now trust Matt Rule? If you don't trust him, that's fine. I'm not going to say you, you shouldn't, you should trust him. But I'm asking you, how much do you trust him? That's question number one. Question number two is this. Do you believe Matt Rule when he says the offensive line could be good this year? Or is that just coach speak and him trying to be a polished speaker and make Nebraska fans not panic about the offensive line? Do you trust Matt Rule? Do you believe Matt Rule when he talks about the offensive line? Four six four five six eight five. Call or text. As always, Again, watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Now, I, as a Dolphins fan that I am, I'm, I'm bound to be negative all the time regarding my franchise because they have let me down my entire lifetime. That's just a fact. But I have to also realize that every year is a new year. There is a chance that something different happens. Although I'm used to the same pain, the same frustration, you know, that was the same story with the Bengals. The Bengals forever. We're just a franchise that would either make the playoffs barely or not make it and then be out in the first round. And last year, they proved the fans wrong by making a run all the way to the Super Bowl, which they lost, but they proved their fans wrong. Same thing happened with the Chiefs before you know, when Alex Smith gets there and then Mahomes. They they were consistently disappointing. And now they're consistently in the Super Bowl or contending for the Super Bowl because things changed. Things can change. They're not always meant to be the same. But I understand why people have that frustration. From the text line, uh, let's see here. Kent is back. He says, I uh, the trust on rule is a scale one to ten of four point five. The old line trusts with Matt Rule 5.5. Okay. Uh, Faisal says this, this is probably, you know, this is a, a safe answer, but I suppose it's fair. He says, trust or don't trust does not change anything. I'm just gonna have to wait and see. Well, you know you can do that. That's not fun for this purpose, but that's a fair, rational thing to say. Faisal, Texture says yes. I trust coach, and yes, we will be better. A player back from injury and one back from suspension, and also a head coach who is a line coach. That's what I'm saying. Don't forget, Nuri Nawili is back next year. He's back. That was that was a guy that when he started playing last season, about mid-season or just before that in 2021, was an impact player. He was. Right with Cam Jurgis as your best offensive lineman. And you didn't have him this year, and that's a huge loss. So assuming that Pro Hoska comes back healthy next year, Nuri's back. You know, we'll see if what Corcoran's situation is if he if he's healthy and back. But it's an it's a head coach that loves coaching the offensive line. And you got some pieces back. I'm gonna choose optimism with the offensive line. And you guys know. I'm a pessimistic person recently and cynical. I am. But I have, I'm going to change my tune a little bit until I'm proven wrong, and then I'll probably be cynical again. But I'm going, to, I'm going to be optimistic. Okay, John says this in the text line. Jake, I want to believe Coach Rule. However, we as fans have been fed sunshine and rainbows for years. I hope he is correct about the offensive line. Okay, some John. Texter says this. How can we not trust Rule at this point? He is already showing the characteristics that made him such a rising star at Temple and Baylor he is made for college coaching. Let's pause right there. I totally agree. I, I said the other day in the airwaves that if you look at Matt Rule film from his time at Temple-Baylor compared to his time at, at Carolina, he just seemed miserable the whole time in Carolina. It didn't go well. Couldn't figure out the quarterback situation, and it just it just failed. Now that part partly that's on the GM for not getting me a quarterback, and that's one story there. But but Matt Rule, I mean, I I watched a a Panthers Dolphins games last season, and they kept showing him on the sideline, and they were getting blown out. But he just looked miserable, and you see now the energy, the the tweetings back, and uh, with all the hieroglyphic stuff on Twitter. Like this dude's a college coach. And some guys figure that out. Some guys have to go to the next level and, and realize this is not meant for me before they get re-energized coming back. And that is your hope and prayer regarding Matt Rule, is that everything we heard from the, the opening press conference that he was saying is factual. That he has got energy. He's a college football coach. He's succeeded in college football before. He did not succeed in the NFL, but that does not make him a bad football coach. It makes him not an NFL coach. And it does it does seem, from everything he's doing, that he is totally re-energized and ready to do this. And he, I think he understands this is going to take a lot of energy to get this going. But if, 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 if you want to look at that opening recruiting class he had, and right now all the stuff they're putting in 2024 on, the, on Twitter, you know, hashtag 24 hours, O-U-R-S, 24 is our hours by all these guys and the staff, then, then yeah, I mean, you, they're putting the work in. You cannot deny they are putting the work in. Let's get a phone call on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline at 464-5685. You can hear me. You're on early break. Who do we have this morning? Go ahead. This is Cody B. Hey, Cody B. What's up, my man?
2: Hey, uh, just to kind of backtrack on what you just said there, I completely agree with you. Uh, may not be a NFL coach, but is definitely a college coach. And someone to compare that to is Nick Saban. Uh, you look at Nick Saban's career as a college coach compared to his small stint as an NFL coach, it is completely different. He was not an NFL coach, but he is a college coach. And then as far as trusting Rule on that O-line, I trust him wholeheartedly. Sometimes I feel that maybe our offensive line coach wasn't given uh, the reins properly to uh, coach his kids under Frost and maybe under Mickey Joseph. But I think that having that rule in there, he knows what needs to get done and is going to let this guy perform at his level and let him coach the way that needs to be coached. You've seen what he's been able to do at Temple and at Baylor. And, I mean, I have nothing but trust from what I've seen, and, you know, you can't go wrong with it.
1: All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I I agree, Cody B. I mean, that's the thing. You you are allowed in this life to be cynical as you want because for Nebraska football, it's been a bunch of bad football. Six straight years of no bowl games. You have every right to be pessimistic and pissed and cynical. And I'm not going to try to stop you from feeling that way. You have every right for that. And some, a lot of you are ticket holders, season ticket holders, that have paid a lot of money and got nothing out of it besides a bunch of pain. But because of the background of Matt Rule and what he likes to really focus on himself... Which is the trenches the offensive line the defensive line that's why I am optimistic that this is going to get you know not flipped into great right away, but to turn into a respectable unit next year and I and even by the start of the year, I expect them to go to Minnesota in week one on that Thursday night and and not look lost on the offensive line not give up nine sacks in the ball game now this is probably the kiss of death and you can blame me if it happens but I think that Matt Rule knows how to, you know, develop and get these guys better fundamentals, which he'll help out with the offensive line coach there on doing. 464-5685, uh, four, four, call or text as always. Uh, let's see. Wet Blanket it says this. Jake, stop. You are excited because a coach who hasn't lost a game is tweeting again and has more excitement and energy than he did when he was on the sideline getting his k- head kicked in, I personally care about how a coach is doing on the sidelines more and what he does on Twitter less. White blanket, as always, that's a fair statement. I'm not going to push back on that. But we could sit here and you know just stew and and, and have our permanent frown, frowns on our faces and just be negative and say, "Well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens." Or we could look at this with a half a glass half full, and say that, you know, they have the right coach for this, and I'm I'm going to choose that right now. Uh, from the text line, yeah. If you're if you're not watching on the video stream, by the way, I know I know it's just me today. Sips out again. If you're tuning in, sips out with illness. Hopefully back Tuesday when we get back from our Christmas moratorium here. I am wearing an ugly sweater. If you want to chime on this, give me your thoughts. I'm 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 rocking it. You can you can give me a rating on the. Video stream, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, I feel like it's pretty festive. You know, I, I come today, our last show before Christmas. I want to look festive. Want to be here, for, be here for the occasion. So you can rate my sweater. Thanks, B. Biller on the text line it says, Jake, nice sweater. At this point in the hire of Matt Rule, it is just a completely different feel, a professionalism that I didn't sense before. The excellence he is bringing is going to be great for the program. That's why I want to believe things are going to be change and the program is going to take off and get more wins. See, I, I, I hear a lot of that from textures. is that it's just a professional appear. We liked, off the bat, the bro talk and the, you know, I don't know, the, the macho talk from Scott Frost in discussing that he's seen things here he hadn't seen before they are going to get fixed. You know, Pretty much bashing the previous head coach and the regime, and it was welcomed there, but it really wasn't very professional. We can all look back and say, yeah, that wasn't very professional, but we liked it because Scott Frost is one of us, and he wants Nebraska to be great. But looking back, wasn't very professional. Matt Rule has been very professional so far. And there's a lot of coaches out there, to be fair, that are very professional, that aren't very good. So it doesn't mean everything to the texture. that's saying that's what he wants, what he likes. But yes, it has been a professional look so far. Uh, from the text line, Joe says this. Matt Rule is giving me serious Eddie Haskell vibes so far. Talk is cheap. Well, in Rule's case, talk is very expensive. Well, again, like I said, we, we will see. We will see on Matt Rule. He hasn't coached a game yet. It's It's not even spring football yet. But... The momentum has been pretty strong so far. Tony Baloney says, Jake, you're more positive when Sip is not here. That's interesting because Sip's the positive one. I guess maybe I I choose pessimism and negativity to be a little bit different than him, but we do agree on a lot of things, so I don't I don't know how I feel about that, but he generally, yes, is more positive than me, so this feels weird of me taking that role of being positive, but I'm being genuine. This, like, this is not an act. I'm genuinely optimistic about... Where this is going, and and Matt Rule and everything he's doing there. So, uh, to wrap up the RenewYourAuto.com roll call. By the way, I didn't want to forget you guys. And, re- and RenewYourAuto.com uh, bedliners, tint, window tint, body shop, ceramic coatings, and, and much more. RenewYourAuto.com two locations in Lincoln. Where are people listening from this morning? I've got Tim and Sioux Falls trucking to Omaha. We got Jeb in Bogota, Bogota, Colombia. How about that? Listening this morning. Thank you from South America. Uh, Robert Chattanooga. Um, yes, people are saying Ben Scott is Nebraska. Yes, I, I read Ben Scott does appear to be heading to Nebraska. That's a big get for the offensive line from Arizona State. Eric in Yankton. Let's see. Uh, Michael in Carolina. Uh, and, yes, Joe in Boulder is present also. Appreciate all your texts. Texas Jeremy is out there as well. BC in the North Pole. Santa Heather and Lincoln. Big fun at 40th and Prescott. Uh, renewyourauto.com again window tint bedliners and much more when we come back keep your calls and texts coming 464 want to discuss more on matt rule uh, next on early break of the ticket